0: Welcome to Social Work Insider Podcast. My name is Helene Vasquez, a licensed social worker and social worker career coach. This podcast is the go-to resource for my fellow social workers to become the best version of themselves. Each episode, I'm going to share different mindset, entrepreneur, and career tips for you to implement towards your professional development. Are you ready? Let's go. Enjoy. Hello, my fellow social workers. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the importance of having a positive mindset prior to going to your interview. And if you're currently a new grad as of this month, congratulations, this episode is gonna be crucial for you. Now you're probably thinking, oh my God, I just landed an interview, what's next? Uh, You're probably overthinking, you're probably thinking I don't have much experience, they're not gonna hire me. You're thinking so much negative thoughts right now. So I really want you to really pull back and tell yourself and validate everything that you have. Let me tell you, everything that you learned in your internship experience is valuable experience, even if you didn't get paid for it. Because if you learn how to conduct biopsychosocial assessments, if you even co-facilitated a workshop or presentation with a co-worker, those are all essential skills right? Coming from a place of making sure that you don't self-sabotage, especially early on on the process, right? And I get it. Putting yourself out there is completely scary. I've been there. I've been a job seeker. And currently as a social worker who currently recruits social workers for her department, as well as being a career coach, I have the privilege of being on both ends. And of course, being a previous job seeker. So I totally get that feeling of feeling absolutely nervous, questioning yourself, and actually thinking, do I even have what they want, you know, all of these things, right, those limiting beliefs can really take over early on. So this is why it's so important to really build that, you know, confidence within have that positive mindset, And again, going back to, I know it's absolutely scary because I've been there. I've been in interviews where I completely froze. I've been in interviews where I'm literally looking around the room to try to find an answer. I just did not know how to answer and feel confident because I was so, so nervous. So I do not want to take that away. And I want to validate that it's okay to be nervous right? It's okay. There's only a difference is what do you decide to do with everything that you're feeling? That's basically going to be the game changer for you, right? So let's say you just got called for an interview and you're, you know, your nerves are kicking in and you're probably thinking, what do I do now? You know, I I just graduated, you know, I have internship experience, not much social work experience. What do I do now? Well, the first thing I want to say is to give yourself that pat on the back. They called you, so they're definitely interested in you, right? Do not self-sabotage. So making sure that you validate that they called you. The second thing is start doing your research. Really review and research who you're going to interview. This is where LinkedIn comes in support, and you know I'm huge on LinkedIn. Research who you're going to be interviewing, right? Check out their profile. Check out the website. Really see what they're all about, and I absolutely recommend Practicing how you answer your questions. Not saying you're gonna memorize. Please don't just know all of the answers you have it within, but practice makes perfect, right? So making sure that you record yourself on Zoom while you're answering, you know, these questions. You can have a mock interview with yourself if you know if you're not able to have a career coach at this time or someone or a mentor that can really guide you towards the interview process you can practice for yourself and of course there's so many resources out there that can help you prep for an interview so really being in tune with how you feel and recognizing okay i'm someone who comes is very anxious in interviews i'm someone that you know really being in tune with your emotions is going to be the first key factor prior to an interview Now, some of the things for you not to do for an interview, like I said, it's trying to memorize word by word because I'm not saying you're not going to be nervous. You are. But it's coming from a place of like, what do I do to control my emotions? How do I cope with being anxious during an interview? That's what you need to focus on. Going back to having that positive mindset, right? It's only one of you, right? So making sure that you still keep it real in your authentic self. Now. Some of the things not to do in an interview is definitely do not speak negative about, you know, your internship experience, your previous employer. Do not ask about benefits. Do not ask about salary, especially on the first interview, unless they bring it up. Right. And please, if you're someone who's very anxious, if you're someone that, you know, you you need that hand-holding support and, you know, you do not know how to receive direct criticism very well, um, please do not list that in your interview because this is the thing. The interviewer does not know who you are. They have multiple interviews back to back and you don't want to implement any red flags when it comes to that, you know, because think about it. If you're currently there and saying, you know, I'm someone that I get very anxious, you know, I don't know how to handle direct criticism very well, you know, I'm someone that I need that consistent guidance and support and just hand-holding, it's going to make them think that, you know, you're not able to do the job if you don't have someone patting you along the way. And again, I'm all for support and guidance but there's a way to frame it, right? Going back to how you answered your questions, which I'm going to be going over that in today's episode. But it's also making sure that you know that this is where you have the opportunity to really assess if this is the right fit for you. Just how they're interviewing you, you're interviewing them as well. And you're probably thinking, how do I even come up with this number? Like, how do I know what to say when it com- when they ask me what are the salary requirements? So obviously, there's going to be a couple of things. The first thing, you may already know the particular budget for the role because the job description has it. Or maybe they did a phone screening and they told you about it ahead of time. If they didn't, when you get an interview, this is where research is really going to come into play. So you can look at websites, Glassdoor, Indeed, Payscale, just to get a sense of in your area, what are organizations offering for that role. And please keep in mind, of course, I'm in New York, so things are going to vary if you're currently in another state. The cost of living is completely different everywhere. And things vary, of course, when it comes to Um, years of experience and certain credentials if needed and certifications, all those things. But at least you can kind of get a sense to, let's say you're currently trying to seek a clinical therapist role. And again, I'm in New York, so I'm going to give an example. Let's say you're trying to seek a clinical therapist role in New York. You know, you just graduated, you do not have your licensure. And let's say you went on pay scale and you typed in that particular role in New York and you see that the range is around 50K. And let's say that in their interview, and if you're not aware of the current um, salary, they ask you, what are your salary requirements for this particular role? You can come back and say, you know, what is your budget for this role? You can come back and throw it on them because everyone has a budget. They always like to ask you first just to get a sense if it's in alignment. Now, during the interview process, please do not negotiate during the interview. And I will explain shortly how to negotiate. So you're currently in the interview and they ask you, you know, what is your budget and they and they try to go back and forth for you to give them a number. It's important to really come from a place of, you know, I'm looking for a good fit right now. I just graduated and I'm, I'm very interested in really finding a perfect fit for me right now. If they continue to insist, this is where the market research will come into play, because you can say, you know, my current, um budget at this time is around 50 to 55 K an example. And if they say, um, or they may say that seems reasonable, or they may say, they may just say, okay, uh, that's understandable. Or they may say, Oh, that's out of our range. If they say this out of our range, you're not going to negotiate right there. Because remember, this is the first interview. They don't know who you are. You're still in the interview process, especially if it's a long interview process with multiple interviews. So you don't want to, you know, shoot them down with just saying numbers, right? And unless it can also happen if that they don't ask you, they pretty much tell you. Like, let's say, oh, this particular role, you know, offers around like 45 to 50, You can come back and say, you know, that seems reasonable, but I'm more interested in learning more about the role. So we kind of got that out the way regarding the interview process. Now, the way to negotiate is once you're giving the, like they call you to give you the offer, let's say it's over the phone, you're going to say, thank you so much for this opportunity. Would it be possible for me to have this offer in writing along with the benefits package for me to review to ensure it's a good fit for me and my family, and I will get back to you within 24 hours. Like that, you're going to be able to have all of the factors because here's another thing to keep in mind. Sometimes we seek the number, right? But sometimes we forget to really put into consideration the current benefits package. Sometimes the benefits package can be, you know, very, very good, and, you know, it outweighs all the pros and the cons, So making sure that you're able to take everything into consideration before you're making a decision. So this is why it's also important to have everything in writing. Now, if an employer comes with, oh, no, we can't do that. Um, You know, we need a decision right now. Like, you know, like kind of like pressuring you. Then that's going to say a lot about the organization. And it's very important. It can be a huge red flag. You should ask yourself, do you really want to be a part of an organization that cannot give you the time of day? Or even a few days for you to really make a huge decision. So take that into consideration. Another thing is when you negotiate, right? Let's say they do offer you, send you the benefits package, give you the offer in writing. If you negotiate, I cannot stress this enough. They're not going to resend the offer. If you negotiate, they don't agree. They're not going to resend the offer. You have the offer in writing. Now, the way to negotiate, let's say they currently offer you 45, and you know that the current market is offering you 50 for that particular row. Then you can reply back to the even and say, you know, thank you so much for this opportunity. Would it be possible to neg- negotiate the current offer from 45 to 50 because of the following reasons? Now, you're going to have already the market. Um, research that you already did. And you're also going to have the job description and your particular experience on hand to be able to reflect why you deserve more. Not saying, oh, I deserve more. Like you have to list out, you know, if they currently ask, let's as, say, um, for two years of experience and you have five, you want to list that. If they currently ask for, you know, bilingual social worker, then you want to list that, you know, really comparing and showing them you know, it's it kind of going back to like, why should they invest in you more? You know, what reasons and how can you help contribute to solving the overall problem of the organization? right? Really showing them that you're the solution. And if you give me, you know, this particular offer, I'm going to help you achieve your goals. You know what I mean? So it's always going back to a place like do not be afraid to negotiate, right? Like own your experience, right? And also going back to the interview process, if they currently ask you questions that you do not know how to answer, do not let that, you know, kind of get to you. Because this is where the essential social work skills are going to come into play. They want to know if you're paying attention. Remember, they have your resume. They know exactly what you have and what you don't have. And sometimes they just want verification. So if you're someone that does not have your license and they ask you, are you licensed? Right. Don't get nervous because, you know, you don't want to start thinking like, oh, my God, I don't have my license or I'm not going to take it this year. You know, kind of putting a little story in your head. So if you're someone that you just graduated, and you told yourself, I'm not going to get my license this year, I want to take a break, then own that, right, you can come from a place, you know, at this time, I don't have, I don't plan to be getting my licensure over the next couple of months. My priority right now is, you know, finding opportunity that's gonna, you know, help me grow as I start my social work career, really going back to your specific goals, because everyone is different. So if they currently also ask your particular modality or intervention that you do not know or have much knowledge of, it's okay that you don't have, um, you know, knowledge of it. You're going to respond with, you know, unfortunately at this time, I do not have experience, you know, let's say with CBT. However, I am someone that's very eager to learn. And if you show me step by step, as I'm a visual learner, I can easily catch on very quickly and implement with ease. Right. So all of your answers, honestly, need to be tailored to what you can do for them. If you're currently lacking something, you need to show that you're able to be molded in a way. And I know it sounds so horrible for me to say that, but especially when you're starting out, like organizations want people that is going to be, you know, coachable, eager to learn. And it's just going to be able to, you know, be a great asset to the organization and the team. So do not let that intimidate you. They just want to know that you're paying attention. Sometimes they can ask two questions in one. So making sure that you're listening. And it's okay. Let's say you kind of stumble or you need a moment to think. I'd rather you stop, take a moment to breathe and say, I'm so sorry. What I meant to say was and continue. Because remember, if you're thinking, it's going to show in your face. So making sure that you're also paying mind. So this is why preparation is key and really preparing yourself and recording yourself on Zoom, especially if you're going to have a Zoom interview so you can know how you speak and how you sound. Because sometimes it cannot be how you, um, what you're saying. It can be how you're saying it. So really making sure that you're able to pay attention to your tone of your voice because remember, confidence sells. Now, the way that you follow up it's so, so important. At least within 24 hours after an interview, you should send a follow-up email, right? And making sure that you say, you know, thank you so much. It was truly a pleasure speaking with you earlier. I'm very excited about this role, and I look forward to hearing next steps. So making sure that you follow up within 24 hours. I always say three times a charm. Right. So making sure that you also come with questions in an interview. You know, um, by when should you guys be making a decision? What does the onboarding process look like? So you can know are they looking to have someone to start within this week, next week? You know, are they gonna get back to people within a month? Like you wanna know so it can also decrease your sense of anxiety. You do you don't wanna know and leave the interview kind of thinking like, okay, when are they gonna get back to me? Right. Because being able to know when they're gonna follow up. It's going to be very important for you to be able to continue following up because if they said, you know, we should be hearing on um, making a decision in two weeks. So, you know, within two weeks, they're going to be making an answer. Right. So going back to the three times is a charm is let's say, you know, you interview today. Let's say today's a Tuesday and you respond, you know tuesday night or wednesday morning you know saying it was truly a pleasure let's say by next tuesday you haven't heard back send another follow-up email and just continue to express your interest that is absolutely key now i know that i get also this question asked a lot especially as a new grad or someone who's seeking a new opportunity of course you're going to be interviewing in multiple locations right for multiple offers. So you also want to know, how do I continue to interview if I get an offer on the table? So I'm going to tell you how. So just know, if you currently have interview and accepted an offer, right, you're like, okay, I'm going to start in two weeks, and you still have other interviews, still go to the other interviews, you want to keep your doors open. The only difference is that even though you're going to already have a start day in mind for the other organization. When you're currently in the interview for the other roles, you can be honest and say, you know, at this time, I currently do have an offer at the table. So I am seeking, you know, hopefully can learn more about your particular decision regarding, you know, the next steps of this role as soon as possible. You can tell them that so they can know, okay, this person has an offer on the table. So if we want them, we're going to have to act fast, right? Always keep your door open. And again, I know I have said a lot and if you currently are listening to this and you're currently have an interview coming up, I cannot stress enough to continue to validate everything that you have. They called you, they're interested in you and an interview is literally an exchange of words, it's a conversation, don't discredit everything that you have gained so far, you are a valuable asset. Regardless of what stage you are within your social work career, if you're currently a student, if you currently are graduating, if you're currently, you know, our seasoned social worker, this all applies to you, right? Making sure that you take control of your emotions, take control of any anxiety that you may be feeling. And I get it. Rejection is just something that it it puts a toll on you, right? But the only difference is how do you continue to pick yourself back up? right? So you got this. I'm rooting for you. And until next time. Thank you for tuning in on this week's episode on the Social Work Insider. For more resources, feel free to check on my website, yourevolvedmind.com. That's all for now. Till next time.